you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. And this week, I have a pretty juicy interview with Chris and Alana from Bachelor in Paradise. In case you forgot, they were on the most recent season of BIP, Bachelor in Paradise Season 7. And they came under fire for these allegations on the beach that they had a pre-show relationship And while people probably should have been directing their anger if they needed to have any anger towards Brendan and Piper, instead, Chris and Alana kind of got the short end of the stick. There was Jasenia, who was kind of the third party of this love triangle. And we get into the specifics pretty much for the most part of everything that happened on the show. So I don't need to give you too much background information. But in case you forgot, that's who they are. They are still together. They have been together pretty much since leaving the beach. You'll hear that find out how they got back together. They live together now. All those fun updates. So without further ado, here is Chris and Alana. There is a lot to get into, but first I do just want to say congratulations to you guys on being happy and together after this whirlwind adventure you went on. How are you? Thank Thank you. you. No, it's been good. We're doing really well. What do you say? Yeah, we're doing well. So just uh, living in Utah, um, enjoying our time together and hoping for a little bit of warmer weather coming up soon. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, do you watch through Housewives of Salt Lake City? Side note, I have to ask anyone who lives in Utah. So it's actually sad. Um, <laughs> and this, I always get a lot of shit for this one, but the only one I'm friends with is Jen Shaw. Stop. And, you know Jen Shaw? Yeah. So what? actually, funny story. She was like out with me and my friends like the day before she got arrested. When I asked that question, I thought I was just kind of being sarcastic. I had no idea <laughs> to tell me that you know Jen Shaw. Oh my uh, God. What is she like no, in real life? She's actually really cool and like not what you see on TV. Oh, wow. That's, so, I'm okay. I'm, there's a, wow. Okay. I could I mean, go on for that forever, but oh my God. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else you could tell me about Jen Shaw before I move on? Move on. I mean, let's all be real. We, we all know how reality TV can make people look. And I think she's another good example of that because her husband is a football coach coach at the University of Utah. Like her family's a really well-known family. And so it's 
been interesting to see how she's portrayed on TV. I mean, were you guys who saw her the day before it, this all happened? Were you just like, what the hell am I reading? Because I was trying to even understand what these court, reading court documents, I pretend I'm a lawyer. When reality stars get into legal trouble, it's like wild to try to understand it. Was Were you just like, what am I looking at? I mean, for all of us, it was kind of a funny thing because my buddy Aaron actually texted me and goes, Jen Shaw just got arrested. And I was like, what? She was just with us. Oh and God. then we saw like the photos of her going into the courtroom, all that stuff. I was like, wow. Okay. I haven't dove into it all that much and I haven't seen her since then. Wow. Well, it's season two is quite the ride. If you're ever really bored or stuck inside, we might have to check it out. You might have to. And honestly, she, I mean, all the stuff is crazy and the allegations are wild and like, who knows? Um, but she came off like not horrible. Like she, you, she's kind of likable a little bit, honestly, but all things considered, um, which, you know, I think different seasons of different shows, that's the benefit of a housewife is yeah. that they can kind of like show different sides of you versus a bachelor kind of show, especially if you're only on a handful of episodes, you come off, you know, there's only one, not as well-rounded, I would say. Yeah. So here's the one thing I'll tell you though, is like, when I, when, like we were all with her the night before she got arrested, she had talked about how season two was going to be kind of a redemption tour for her. And then two days later, she gets arrested. I was just sitting there thinking, oh, oh okay, this isn't going to work that well. Oh my God. Well, there was highs and lows. Wow. And now they're doing season three and her trial was delayed. And oh my God, I just, wow, I'm going to, I need to know everything about Jen Chow <laughs> off the record. Um, but that's a whole different conversation. Anyway, let's talk about you guys. Thank you for indulging me there. I really didn't see that coming when I asked about <laughs> the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, but can you guys take me back? Tell me a little bit about the nature of your relationship as friends and how you kind of met before you were in Mexico, I think I saw on Instagram, you just posted recently that you actually met at like a Mike Johnson book event or something. Yeah. Um, I'm friends with Alea. She was on Peter season and she lives in San Antonio where I used to live. And she called me one day and she's like, Hey, we're going to go to Austin for, um, Mike Johnson's premiere of the show he just produced. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So we get there and she's like, Oh, by the way, we're picking up Noah and Chris from the airport. I'm like, okay, I'm hungry, but okay. (laughs) So I was like kind of in a bad mood and their flights were delayed. And Noah's flight was delayed. I was sitting in the airport. My food was delayed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Her food was delayed by about three hours. So that's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is. So they finally get in the car and I'm just in a bad mood. And like Chris tells them he thinks I'm scary and he wants nothing to do with me. It was so it was actually kind of funny. I knew Alea and Alea and I had become friends. Um you know, in the meantime, and we were sitting in the car and Noah and I are in the back seat. Alana was in the front seat and we're in the drive-thru and she goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And she just gets out of the car to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, she really had to go to the bathroom. And Noah goes, Ooh, Chris, I'm going to get you. And he just gets out and sits in the front seat. And I'm like, Dude, really? You're putting me in the backseat with, <laughs> with the hangry girl. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we started off on such a bad foot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also stole, she says I stole her onion rings. We get to the hotel, we all go to our respective rooms, and I don't have onion rings there anymore. So not devastating. But we became friends that evening, and like he was fun to hang out with. Um, and then we saw each other again about like two weeks later yeah two weeks later in the san diego trip and that infamous san diego trip infamous san diego trip and what's funny about that trip is it was a super last minute thing for me i got a facetime uh from katie and stefan um 
when was it? Like on Monday or Tuesday. And then I booked a flight and came there on Wednesday night. And when so, you guys were in San Diego with all your friends and a bunch of bachelor people there, did you even know who was definitely going to paradise or anything like that yet? You, we all thought we were going. Yeah. Every, I mean, everyone assumes that they're going, we'd all been told we were going to be there, but I guess you don't really know you're going until you are on the plane. Yeah. Fair. And that's all. And you know, that was kind of the mentality all of us had. I mean, we were, if you think about it, just at that dinner alone, there were probably six people who ended up actually being on paradise right. um, and probably a handful but of others people, who had been told. Yeah. That, some, a yeah. lot of people that were there were actually told they were going to go and they never ended up going. Oh, that's yeah. tough. Cause you probably get in that headspace and kind of, even if it's just for a period of time, like you're planning for that a little bit and then kind Lots of taken away. Lots yeah. of preparation. Lots so you buy, you buy a lot of clothes, you, and that's, I think that's one of the things that people don't realize is how much money you actually spend to go on these shows. Mm, and it's, sense. I mean, I know it, it'll frustrate Alana if we get into the amounts that she spent to go on Matt James this season and to go on Paradise and to do all that. But I mean, for a guy, you spend a little bit less. But even for me, going on Claire season initially just to go home night one, I mean, I bought new suits. I bought a whole new wardrobe. I did everything. And I was like, oh, I was here for... 10 hours. Cool. Did you keep the tags on? Please tell me you kept the tags on. No, no. I got everything altered. Like, Oh, well, and what, what they, they actually, (laughs) yeah, they actually warned us for paradise. They said, take the tags off your stuff because the Mexican authorities, if they go through your bag and see tags, they're going to think you're going to resell it. So they'll charge you with tax. Oh my God. took the tags off everything for paradise. Damn. Yeah. But most, I mean, with, some of the stuff for the initial season, I got it all at Nordstrom, bought it with the Nordstrom card, left the tags on it. You can just return it. If you don't oh, that's good. It. That's good. So you're in Sandy. Go. Yeah, go ahead. There's two a days at the gym. There's getting your hair done. There's all of the makeup you have to, I'm just saying there's a yeah. lot of preparation. So it's like, you're just hooked on the fact that you're going to go. Right. You're in the mental headspace. It's a headspace too, for I sure. There, yes. Yeah. So everyone's just, you know, we were all pretty cool and friendly with each other. And I also imagine, I mean, people who go farther on the original show probably, I guess, have some sort of, some of them, I would assume, get some sort of deal to wear certain things in paradise. But like, what happens if they don't get to go last minute or like you get like you kind of got screwed having to show up like at the party in the later entrance like you don't I know when you get there you don't know when you get to go in so if you're not in the initial group it really like can throw a wrench and I wonder how those deals are even made if you don't know how long you're going to be there or how much exposure you exposure you're even going to get I I think if I was one of the companies and I was going to be giving clothes to people to wear and potentially get exposure for it you're kind of doing it on a risk-based type thing Right. And just the hopes that they make it on or the hopes that it gets shown on TV and stuff like that. And so I think with a lot of these companies, they probably have the understanding that, hey, maybe it might not make it on there. Or maybe they have a deal with the contestants where they're like, hey, if you wear this, we'll give you an extra X amount of dollars if mm. it's shown on TV or something like that. Very interesting. Okay. So we're in San Diego. We're in San Diego and you guys are all hanging out. Apparently it was a PG fun little trip. But it it was portrayed to be, I believe there was a comment that you threw yourself at him in San Diego. Um, from your perspective, you guys in San Diego, what was the nature of your relationship? Did I throw myself? <laughs> she did not throw herself. <laughs> I, I think I literally woke up one morning in bed next to our friend Stefan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Chris was so annoying last night. Like, 
I mean, like there was nothing going on, but no. And I, I think I woke like, yeah, I woke up that morning and I was sleeping on a couch and I had a bottle of whiskey next to me. And I was like, I think I drank a lot last night. Um, we all just had fun. We all hung out. And so like we played piccolo and listened to music and like went out to dinner. Like it was really innocent. Um, Mm -hmm. so there was some hooking up going on on that trip, but like none of it was had to do with Chris and I. Okay. Was there anything that happened at least for you guys that you were thinking this could somehow be turned against us or brought up or used in any sort of way or even discussed down the line if we're both in Mexico or were you like, yeah, we'll say we, we met once yeah, or twice. Yeah, literally I mean, never crossed my mind. And we, and the thing was, we never hit the fact that we knew each other. Right. There was pictures on the internet that no one was hiding. Like when those episodes were airing and they were surfacing, it's like, we didn't have to dig for these. They're on people's profiles. It's like, go to our Instagram. It's there. Yeah. You know, it's not like anything was hidden. And so that was kind of like one of the big shocks for us was we weren't hiding anything. We knew each other. I mean, I knew most of the people who were there when I got down there. And so it's no surprise that everyone in the whole bachelor world knows each other, at least knows of each other. So yeah, I thought there was nothing at all that yeah, could have come back to bite us. What's straight up shocked. Yeah, like, you can it, see it on your face. It was shocking. I'm like, I cannot actually believe this is happening right now. It was like a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. And what about with Jasenia specifically? Like, were you friends or did you, were you, she was just another person on the trip or did you see? Um, so we were both living in San Antonio at the okay. time. Um, we got dinner once in like April, I think before I met him just cause you know, we were on math season together and we didn't yeah. really get to each other. So I'm like, Hey, let's get dinner. Let's be friends. Um, clearly it didn't go very well. I mean, I thought the dinner was fine. We were cool in San Diego, but we weren't really like confide in each other kind of friends. We were just like acquaintances because we had close mutual friends. Right. And this weird shared experience, but like, that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, owe each other anything necessarily. Yeah. And Chris, from your perspective, anything going into the show, whether it was communication, I, you know, everyone talks on DM or whatever, whether it was with Alana or Jasenia or anyone that you were like, oh, anything, any of these DMs or anything could, could be a problem or be, you know, an issue down the line for about to go on this show. I didn't think I had anything that could potentially get me in trouble for anything. Um, and so, yeah, I was completely shocked. I mean, you could see it on my face when I'm down there on the beach. I'm just sitting there stunned. Like we're really having this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get that I jumped from one girl to another girl really quick, but I mean, have you seen Alana? I mean, I just went kind of crazy in my head. And, and so for me, it was like, I was just like Twitter pated from the first time we kissed on the show and everything like that. And from then on, I was like, all right, like this is the direction I'm going. And how much of you were just thinking and hoping like this is, or to think now, like that's kind of the premise of the show to some degree. Do you, yeah. do you, do it's you think that it's, it's the premise <laughs> of the show. is I it mean, fair though? How can anyone navigate it though? If they're going to get it hold, held against them, like if that's the premise of the show, why do some people, think, why were you misleading someone, but somebody else was it? I think the bottom line with everything and why it went the way it did was because one, I came in when no one was expecting me to, and everyone thought like, all of their connections were safe, mm-hmm. you know, and then 
I think it's because we weren't really popular in the franchise. And if I had been like someone who walked in that was well known and everything, like no one would have spoken to me like that. Right. No one would have had an issue with Chris like that. Like I'm not here at all to talk poorly about anyone, Mm -hmm. but similar things were being said about Brendan and Piper. Right. And like, I didn't really feel like anyone came for Brendan, like they came for Chris. And I feel like it's because Brendan had friends there. Yeah. No, that's a huge part of it. I think. No, you have friends. friends (laughs) No, I just. Your friends weren't quite as vocal, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't vocal. And I just think like Brendan went farther on his season and there's like this weird thing within this franchise where like that dictates everyone's respect for one another is how far you went. And they use like night one as like a derogatory thing. Bizarre. I think that that's really all it was, was that we were low hanging fruit and easy to pick on. For sure. And I, I mean, going into paradise, I wasn't still am a nobody in the franchise. (laughs) So it was you're not a nobody. <laughs> you're not a nobody. <laughs> but I think, you know, it I wasn't the popular kid. And I felt like I was in high school again. I was getting picked on by the big bullies who were really well known and knew that they had the supporters back home to back them up no matter what they said on the show or no matter what they did. Yeah. So I think that was kind of you know, the tough part and the tough realization for me. And I just looked like a puppy with my tail between my legs. And there were so many things that I wanted to say, and I wish I could have said, or wish I would have, but I just, in that moment, I think for me, I just wanted to be the bigger man and not bring up things and not make it worse than it already was, Mm -hmm. or potentially throw other people under the bus. Yeah, is that what you were, when the tide kind of started to turn and you realized, oh boy, like this is turning into something and there's no way out of this necessarily. Like no one's even going to listen to me. What, what do you remember thinking at that time? Were you just kind of like in disbelief? Were you upset? Were you like worried about how it was going to air? Were you not even thinking about that yet? Like, what were you even thinking? Like as the, when you're on the beach and the tide was turning and everyone was kind of just like coming for you guys, like you committed a crime. So... (laughs) I really wasn't thinking about how it was going to air. I think for me, my main frustration was with one specific person who was coming at that, coming at me during that argument, me being like, there's a lot of stuff I can say right now. And I'm not like, and I was just like, kind of like sitting there, like, are you serious? You're really doing this right now? Like, and I was sitting there thinking like, I was really frustrated. <laughs> so, and I, you know, it, it's hard for me. And there were things, like I said, there's things that I wanted to say and then I just didn't say in that moment. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, it was the better choice to not say what I wanted to. Yeah. And so, Alana, you were, they were like, does anyone care what I think? And they were like, no. <laughs> Watching that back recently, I was like, wow, that was really messed up that they didn't even let you weigh in on something they were saying about you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had differing opinions on that. Um, there were a lot of people that were like, you should have been able to speak. But a lot of people were like, she shouldn't have gotten involved. Like, it wasn't her place. This was about Chris. And I'm just like, I think it just comes back to the whole not popular within the franchise thing. And I could have not been involved in the situation at all. But if I was a former bachelorette standing there saying, do you want to know what I think? Everyone would have been like, yes, we would love to know what you think. Right. You know, it's just like, there's just discrepancies in respect for different people. So it was a really eye-opening experience. Um, Most people suck. (laughs) 
taught me that. Uh, you know, they're never going to act how you expect them to. And I, you know, the, the hard part for me watching it back was seeing people and then remembering people's silence, Alana. Um, you should never silence a woman when she's trying to speak and trying to voice her opinion or just at least say something. I mean, the fact of the matter is it did directly involve her. Right. And so the fact that they were speaking negatively about her and then not letting her speak. I mean, that's in my mind, just, I, I can't, can I curse? Yeah. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't have to name names, but I will to remind the listeners that it was grocery store. Joe was part of the paradise police. You had Riley who was going wild. You, do you have any resentment towards anyone who, you know, kind of was leading that charge that technically had nothing to do with your relationship, but was kind of running the beach. And I know you said you guys haven't heard from anyone. Do you hold grudges for that? Or are you like, whatever they had power. It was a power struggle and they won. Holding a grudge just hurts us, but I gave everyone like a couple of weeks to apologize to me after it aired. And when it didn't, I just went ahead and blocked them everywhere. Cause it's like you, the only control I have at this point is to like cut off their access to me to like mm-hmm. be in control of the situation. And, you know, you forgive, but you don't forget, like I'll never have any of those people in my life in any capacity. Yeah, that's fair. So, and yeah, I say <laughs> Ditto. There were, um, there were like wild accusations also that whole season, just about like followers and screen time and who like asked, I think Joe made some comment, like someone asked him for tips on how to like be popular. And like, I would just, every time they talked about it and it was funny because with Brennan and Piper, they specifically brought up us weekly and like a story that ran and like their follower accounts. And I was like, Oh God, we're, we're involved now. Like, it was just like a wild thing. And I just always wonder, and I feel like this has to be the, is the answer is yes everyone is talking about that in some degree in a way that I feel like Brendan and Piper, at least from what we saw as a viewer, and I don't know everything, it did feel a little manipulative. Like we're here because we're going to be together and this is going to be great. But overall the vibe on the beach or or in San Diego or on a random meetup, wherever there's got to be talk of all that stuff. People are exchanging numbers. Like I I have to imagine, right. Cause it is a business. I mean, there is, but there also isn't like about that. What was said about me was completely made up. Like, oh, that you and Jasenia talked about followers or something. <laughs> it didn't happen. Like, but like, it's my word against her. So it doesn't really matter, you know, and it happened months ago, but it's just, it's frustrating. It felt like in that moment that was said just to make me look even worse. Right. It was like, how many things can I say about this girl to make her look so bad that she like, hopefully can't recover from this. Like that was what I felt like she was trying to do mm. on a dating show where we're all supposed to date each other. Right. Um, we're going on TV. So clearly like we're all kind of into like being in the public eye. Right. You're not mad about it. No one there is mad about being on TV. Like everyone there knows the, the things that come along with being on shows like this. Yeah. It's a happy side effect for a lot of people. Some people go on specifically for that reason. Not everyone. We didn't, but like some people do. And I mean, you know, I, it was hard for me watching that back is hearing people talk about me and how I went on there for cloud, how I went on there for this and that and saying specific things. Cause I remember one conversation, there was, there was someone who brought up like, Oh, Chris talked about followers and blah, blah, blah. It was because I do marketing for a living mm-hmm. and I help companies grow. I help companies scale, things like that. And so for me, 
And I, I also do PR as well. And so I was literally just giving someone advice on how to grow their following and what they can expect and things like that. And so to hear that be portrayed negatively against me really frustrated me. Because if you look at my social media, I haven't done a single paid ad. Mm. I'm not saying I never would. Right. That's, you know, it's not a bad thing, but they use something that they do to make a living to try and make Chris look bad. Right. It's it's a little, you know, a little pot meat kettle. I mean, why can't everyone sell it? Like you tell me how much made for that deal so I can try to make like, I feel like you guys should all be joining forces. I was saying to Jason Tardick a couple of weeks ago, I was like, imagine these people who are just on the show for the next season of Paradise, the villain and the good girl, they both come together and they're like, I'm not going without her. And they just up that rate, like stronger together for sure, I think in this whole thing. But I think generally the show is about competition. Right. Everyone wants to outlast the other. uh, So unfortunately, there's not that support. Yeah. I think it's also two different things. Like you're either you're on the show for love and the followers are a bonus or you, the followers are the bone or the love is the bonus and you want the followers. And I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer anymore because the way the show has changed so much, but I I think think either way, the both are okay. You should be there for love or at least like I went on Matt James season because I had been in lockdown in Canada for months. (laughs) in my apartment by myself and I was going crazy. And I'm like, this is a good way for me to be around people and make new friends. And like, I didn't think that the likelihood that I would end up with him was super high because math. there's 35 (laughs) people. I thought it might be a possibility. I was willing to feel it out, but I went because I wanted to make friends on the show, you know? And like, I know that followers is a thing that comes with it and all of that kind of stuff, but it's never guaranteed. So it's not, I don't think it should ever be your reason to go. Yeah. Because I did walk away with some amazing friends that, you know, will be in my life forever. But mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, you know, you meet a lot of really great people in the franchise. Um, you come across a lot of really shitty people as well. And you know, I think one of the big takeaways is, is the relationships you make and especially like the love relationships you make. And I, you know, I look back at the whole experience and I can sit there and be like, oh, you know what? I regret going through that. I regret being humiliated and shamed publicly on national TV. But at the end of the day, I would do all that a million times over if I can end up with a land again. Oh, that's very sweet. Do you think hypothetically, if you guys did stay, like you weren't quote unquote kicked out or whatever you want to call it, and you did stay and you were able to just kind of go through the process like the show intends where sometimes people switch partners or give a rose to someone else. And, you know, they, people made all these comments, like they're just going to keep their giving their rose back and forth to each other. I'm like, well, that's what everybody else who's in a relationship is doing, but whatever, again, part of the show. Um, do you think you would have ended up leaving the beach together? Like, do you think that time would have even paid off to date in that environment? Or do you think you were able to get a better foundation just starting fresh outside the show anyway? You can go first. You can go first. So I think with me, um, are you talking about leaving the beach engaged? Yeah. Or engaged or even to get like, just as a pair, I guess most of them left engaged, I guess this time around. We a hundred percent would have left the beach together. Um, I, would we have left engaged? I don't know. Like if we could have not, but at the end of the day, I only want to propose once. That's my goal in life. Propose once, get married once, live happily ever after. Um, and so I think I would only propose if I knew a hundred percent for sure, for certain that this is absolutely the direction I want to go. But at the same time, you're in a specific environment the whole time right? to see people in their normal everyday lives or see how they act off camera or off screen, you know, things like that. And so 
I for sure do a hundred percent think that we would have continued dating and would we have gotten engaged or not? Not a hundred percent sure, but what percentage are you at? <laughs> what percentage am I at now? <laughs> oh, good question. I think I have a really good idea of the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Oh. So sometimes leaving the show engaged backfires because the pressure of people like me asking, when are you getting married? The people on Instagram being over extra invested and the pressure of we're engaged. I don't have your phone number, the creep, the doubt. Sometimes it works well. Other times it backfires. So sometimes <laughs> I, never, I never even thought about that. Right. Don't have your phone number. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the main show, any show, it's like, we don't know. We don't, we don't really know each other. And sometimes it works, which is beautiful. And other times I think the couples who leave either break up on paradise and get back together in the real world two days later, or, you know, date from the show. You look at Matt and Rachel right now. I think if they got engaged that no chance, I mean, they went through a million other things anyway, but I, there are certain things and Clayton and Susie right now, if he had proposed that day, Oh my God, it would have been a disaster. Like it's, I think that there's something to be said for, for certain couples, the, the breaking up or the not getting engaged. Like, I think it worked in your favor, probably not saying you wouldn't have still been engaged now, but sometimes that does work in your favor. And I know, and I do think you're right. I mean, there is a lot of pressure when you do get engaged on a TV show like that. And I think with that too, at least from my perspective and in my mind, when I get engaged to someone, like you're getting engaged to get married. You should, right. You're not engaged to be engaged. Yeah. You're not engaged to be engaged. You're getting you're engaged, not engaged for Neil Lane. Like for me, I'm like, once I get engaged, it's like, let's start planning that wedding. Right. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think you can enjoy the engaged life, but at the same time, like you're getting engaged to be married. Right. Not to um, date. Yeah. Yeah. How long was it between that fateful car ride to the airport or whatever they took you to um, that they showed us till you guys were talking to each other again and, and then dating again? Chris left Mexico before I did. Okay. I don't know how much I can say on that, but I stayed a little bit longer than he did. Um, I was out of there real quick. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and so I finally got my phone back. And I'm like, there's going to be paragraph on paragraph from this guy apologizing, being like, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm so sorry that I didn't say anything. Like, there was nothing. <laughs> Crickets. Nothing. And I called, like, girls I know from the show, and I'm like, have you heard from him? And they're like, yeah. I'm Chris, like, what the hell? <laughs> I know. It makes me look really bad. Um <laughs> But I will say I was just absolutely and completely mindfuck leaving the show. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that's going through your head after a situation like that and like what I went through. And there's also other voices speaking to you who you highly trust who may have told you that someone may not want to talk to you. So um, picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. But I think, you know, I regret not sending her a text message or a DM. But so then how did you finally reconnect? How did, who reached out to who? Him. You texted him yeah. and you were like, I am willing for you to, you know, send me the flowers or to make an effort. Well, what's funny about that actually is, um, <laughs> yeah, Lana texted me and I think within about 15 minutes of her texting me, I uh, sent her two dozen lost sound roses Aww. and all the roses you could have gotten in paradise. I know. <laughs> and more. And, and more. more. And it, it's, it's also, honestly, it's kind of a weird thing being like, hey, what's your address? Right. Um, I'm showing up. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, like, 
you know, it was kind of interesting, but yeah, I censor um, 2000 or wow, 2000. That'd that be would a have been lot. That'd be a grand a, gesture. Yeah. Um, but I sent her two dozen roses. And I think on the note I wrote, I couldn't give you a rose on paradise. Like oh. I promise, but here's two dozen. That's so, very sweet. That's um, very sweet. And yeah. And we kind of started chatting. What's funny is, is I actually had a work trip to go to San Antonio, I think a month after she sent me that text message. And I thought a month was way too long. So the following weekend, I had a flight to San Antonio to go see Atlanta because we made such a strong connection on the beach. And it was like eating away at me not to explore that connection outside of that environment. And I just had to get down there. And so I went there as soon as I possibly could. And then were you guys kind of on, I ask people this sometimes after the show, like the accelerated bachelor timeline sometimes, especially since you were both part of the show, like kind of feeds into relationships even after, because you live together now, like not saying you move too fast or judgment, but like, it's a thing kind of, I sometimes think when people get off the show and I think part of it is like you you're you're readjusted to that and like things get serious quick and the isolation of all you think about is dating but you i mean you've been living together for how long like it's been a pretty whirlwind kind of thing no yeah we i mean we dated long distance for five months okay but we were together for a lot of it like chris was in san antonio every week um i came to utah a few times and then we were just like should we live together yeah we're trying to decide the next move and you know, we both were thinking, hey, California might be a good option. I've thought about doing some work out there and things like that. And then, you know, one day she was like, hey, what if I come to Salt Lake City? And it kind of just went from there. I started looking at apartments. When she came to Salt Lake City, we went and toured a bunch of different places. We, um, you know, just kind of really got it done really quick. Yeah. So like, I think from when we started talking about it to when we moved in together, it was like less than a month. Wow. You knew. Yeah. yeah. And how was the living together adjustment? What's the best and worst part of living together? Get the Um, worst out of the way first. Let's end on a good note. Okay. I'll say my biggest pet peeve. Oh no. (laughs) Tell me. Why? Do not ever think that any sort of trash whatsoever belongs in the sink. For me, it's just so easy to take it and put it straight in the trash can, whether it's a big towel, whether it's like a package. It's so specific. I'm trying to think of when I've ever put trash in the sink. Well, it's kind of like, let me clarify what she means by trash. (laughs) It's like if you're cleaning the kitchen counter and like you've got a bunch more cleaning to do and I don't want to walk all the way over to the trash can. Oh, okay putting the dirty paper towels in the sink until I throw them away later. Okay. I don't think that's that weird then. Yeah. That's what I mean. But Chris <laughs> is very strict about his kitchen. I am very strict about my kitchen. I, I love cooking as I think a lot of people know, both of us actually love cooking and mm. Alana's an amazing cook too. And that's been a lot of fun to see her cook. Cause I've actually never had a better home cooked meal than one by Alana. Oh, what's your specialty? What was it? What was it? Yeah. I mean, she's made me so many different things, but, and this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, obviously she does lobster well, steak well, things like that. For someone who's a vegetarian and doesn't, pescatarian, I I mean, I call her a vegan who eats fish because she doesn't do dairy. He calls himself a vegan who eats meat. Yes. (laughs) You guys just avoid dairy. Sounds like. He doesn't really get the germs. I don't get it. Okay, got it. I'm a vegan who eats meat. Um, 
But no, she cooked <laughs> a steak perfectly for me. And I was like, how'd you do this? I watched so, a bunch of videos. She watched Ooh, a bunch that's of fun. Videos, yeah. And she made one of, this sounds so dumb, but one of my favorite things to eat is a creamy chicken noodle soup. Okay. I don't know why. It's something that's amazing, but I haven't had it in years because I stopped eating dairy. And Alana made me a dairy-free recipe that tastes way better than the one that I used to eat from a restaurant in Salt Lake City. And so she does a lot of things really well in the kitchen. All right. And what about you? What's your pet peeve? Tell me, what does Chris do? That's annoying. Oh gosh. He's speechless. He's just too perfect. 150 <laughs> things. Let me come through and find the one that bugs me the most. Um, you gotta say I'm, I'm trying to pick which one. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally trying to pick which one. Uh, just kidding. Okay. I'll feed off of what he said. He's very specific about having a clean kitchen, but that's about it. Oh, okay. So the rest of the house, there might be things in the sink and other parts of the house. house. I'm just kidding. Like it's clean in here, but like our guest bedroom, which he insisted on having because we're going to have so many people staying with us all the time is his second closet. Mm -hmm. Just everywhere. It's his stuff. It's not really pet peeve as much as it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have a two bedroom apartment because he has a lot of stuff. And I have a storage unit that stuff's got to go somewhere. Yeah, so it's got to go somewhere. But yeah, I do tend to uh, just throw everything in that room. And then all of a sudden, when a guest comes in town, I'm like, oh, shit, time to clean that room up real quick. So, and then it's a different spot. But (laughs) I need to get better about that. Hey, none of us are perfect. That's the point. Um, You guys clearly talk about a future. You live together. Do you have a timeline and all that silly stuff that I have to ask about what you do want in the future. Or you're just happy to, you know, be, be in Utah and living life and still, you know, getting to know each other and dating and all that stuff. I think, you know, my mentality, when you're dating someone, you're dating someone with the purpose of re- achieving an end goal. And obviously mm-hmm. for me, the end goal is getting married, having kids, having a family and all that. So I think as long as we are progressing toward that, I'm happy. We're both happy. So I, you know, I don't like putting timelines, timelines on things just because I like things to kind of, I used to, I was going to be married with three kids by 24 and that did not happen. Isn't it so funny to think about stuff that especially girls said when they were, and you're like thinking about how old that was. And it's like, I would do anything to be 24 and not to be, you know what I mean? Like, no, no way past due on that timeline but um yeah and I I always thought I would be married really young with kids by the time I'm you know 25 26 so a little older than that you guys are doing good you're fine (laughs) we have common goals so we don't really need a timeline good um before I let you go these are a couple random spare questions from actually your bachelor and bachelorette seasons since you know you you are just to bring them up a little bit but um the first one is for you Chris you were on Claire's season for 10 hours, as you mentioned, what do you remember about Claire meeting Dale and then learning how everything went down after you had gotten home and that kind of madness? Ooh, um, gosh, this feels like it's so long ago, like two years ago. It was a while ago, but that was a big deal at the time. That was, I, I looked at Dale the second I got there and I was like, wow, this guy is going to for sure win. Really? And isn't the right thing you want to say in that spot. But I met Dale and I'm like, this guy checks every box in my book. Um, And just talking to him, he was an incredibly nice guy. He 
had heard I hadn't got any one-on-one time with Claire. And so he walked around with me to try to find Claire. So I could oh talk my God. just the nicest guy. And so I was a huge Dale fan from the beginning. Um, and everyone kind of like coming at them about the relationship, this, that, and the other. I'm like, Hey, I would have picked some 10 out of 10 times. So I was, I was full supported Dale. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you think anything would have been different for your quote unquote journey if Taisha was your bachelorette to begin with? Or do you think it would have been the same result? Um, I do think there might have been a little bit of a difference. Um, you would have gotten a rose. I think I would have gotten a rose. I think so. I, okay. <laughs> I was a young pup on Claire's season. I think right. I was 26 or 27 at the time. Um and between Claire and I, I think there was a 12 or 13 year age gap. So it, in my mind, makes complete sense for me to go home night one. Yeah. All right. Matt James season. Um, was Queen Victoria better or worse in real life? Here's the thing. I was, so I think I filmed for eight days. Okay. There. Which I've been to Nemecolon, by the way. So nice. Like that place was awesome. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I don't think I ever want to go back, but it's really pretty. <laughs> trauma i probably had any much easier uh like bachelor weekend i was there to watch the finale i don't have quite as much associated with it but yeah <laughs> um i mean at the time being i think being there it doesn't seem as intense as it does watching it it was kind of just like funny drama going on um witnessing it in person yeah. since the show i've talked to her quite a bit like she's been always been like nothing but nice to me so i feel like i don't know People can be a certain way on the show, but it should never be something that follows them forever. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's kind of like we've got to give people second chances and redemptions and things like that. Um, I actually didn't watch any of Paradise, so I didn't get to see her on it. Um, but I feel they didn't like- even show her that much. I feel like it was a lot of like hype of the stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think everything that's on TV is worse than it is in real life. Like it's more dramatized maybe like, and it's because you're only seeing the drama. You're not seeing like everything that leads up to it, everything after it. So I'm not going to say she's worse or better. Like, I think that it was bad then. I think that she deserves second chances now and for people to like give her a a benefit of the doubt that she's grown as a person. Yeah. That's interesting. You say it's interesting. You say that about just like when you're there, it kind of almost felt funny or you guys were just kind of like, you know, you're experiencing it. Because I feel like Matt's the the girls, like it was kind of like everyone was saying maybe the more like dramatic caddy season ever, like just, but when you were there, did it feel like you guys were going to be like branded this like overly drama, like crazy thing? Or were you just like, this happens, we're a group of girls. This is a reality show. We're having fun vibe. I think it got really catty after I left. Mm-hmm. Um, I left in the second row ceremony. So it was like the beginning of the third episode. Um you know, I didn't like, I felt like everyone there was younger than me. So it was a young group for sure. Yeah. Everyone was like 23, 24. It felt like, and I was, I think 25 at the time. So I'm about to turn 26 and I was just, I don't know. It was, it just, it felt, it felt younger than me. I don't want to say catty or anything. It just felt like less, I don't want to say immature, but like I'd been there before, but like, I'm not there in my life anymore. Yeah. 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 I met a lot of girls from your season and I think all of them but one are nice so <laughs> who's the, I'm not gonna who's the mean one <laughs> no but I, yeah. no everybody is nice like there's a lot of good girls on the season I think when you put a bunch of girls in a confined area together and like tell them 
this is the man that you all want to be with. Like they're bound to fight, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. It's good TV. It's also part revisionist history because when you're watching it and as someone who talks about this show nonstop, because it's my job in the moment, it's like, this is the worst I've ever seen. And then you like, forget that last year, the same thing happened or two years ago, this girl like fake fainted and like, whatever, like, you know what I mean? So in the moment, I just remember in the moment it felt, I was like, Oh my God, is this like the craziest we've ever seen? But even then, like some of the stuff we watched just go down with like Clayton's like, it's all relative. But in the moment, I just feel like there was a lot of talk maybe because of Victoria, but like about Matt's girls kind of getting a bad rep. Definitely. I mean, possible. I, so I never really watched the bachelor after Sean Lowe's season. I watched it with my mom. And then that was like the last season I watched. So once I found out I was going to be on the show, I had like two weeks. So I binged Colton season because that was just the season that my friend that loves the show told me to watch. Um, and then that was really all I had seen. And I didn't have a great experience on Matt season. Cause I felt like I didn't get enough time and like opportunity. So I was annoyed with that. So I didn't really watch that season and then paradise, obviously I didn't have a good time. So I didn't watch any of that. I think I yeah. watched four minutes. I was on camera, but like with no volume, because <laughs> I'm like, I can't listen to this. Chris, did you watch it? Um, what's funny is I really didn't watch it besides I watched the episode where I showed up but I maybe saw five minutes of it and then I didn't watch the episode where everything went down until I started getting an egregious amount of hate on social media online and everywhere and so and my friends were like Chris, before you say anything, I think you need to watch it. And which I is kind of, it. which is fair, I guess, to be able to yeah. comment on it. But so, yeah, the day after it aired, I watched it and I was just sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, this is bad. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't watch it. I got like a rundown from a producer before. So I'm like, I don't need to help through that. Well, um, what I was saying is just, I didn't really watch the episodes of any of this. So it's like hearing that Matt's girls got a bad rap. It's like, I don't know how much I can comment on that. Cause I yeah see it yeah so. that's fair well all's well that ends well if you want to look at it that way and on a positive note you guys seem super happy super in sync and thank you for going back there and talking to me about all this crazy stuff um and is there anything else you wanted to say or what, what's going on or whatever before i let you go i mean i think um you know we're having a lot of fun with what we're doing we're doing the whole cooking thing i don't know if you've followed along with any of that stuff mm-hmm. um I've actually done catering in Utah for a couple of years now. And now that Alana is here and we're living together, we actually do the catering events together. Ooh, um, we got to get you on a Real Houses of Salt Lake City cater a dinner. Ooh, that's actually not a bad idea. That sounds dramatic. <laughs> I feel like you guys would probably have good facial expressions. Like that's the best when they bring people in and they're just like background, like actually working. And then they sometimes they cut to them and just like mortified at what they're seeing play out in front of them. Oh, yeah, that's got to be wild. But <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we've had a lot of fun doing that. We love cooking together and making the videos and doing all that stuff. So Well, thank you guys again. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And it was really fun to talk to you. And again, all's well that I saw you. You made it out the other side. A lot of people don't have the relationship, at least at the end of all the drama. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends and come back every week as we recap The Bachelor. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.